Welcome back to HR Stew. My name is Holly Nels. And I'm Regina Dyerly. And And this this is HR Stew. The Big Bang Theory. Characters at work. Today, our topic of discussion is TV characters and how they fit into the workplace. Oftentimes, characters in movie and television, while over-exaggerated, are made to be recognizable archetypes that we see in our daily lives. Whether we are meant to like, hate, or identify ourselves in a character is up to the viewer's perception. What are your guys' favorite TV or movie characters? I am currently watching Yellowstone. What are we on? Season 5. And I like all of their characters. You like Jamie? I do like Jamie. He's dreamy. <laughs> no, not a Jamie. Um, the other brother. I'm sorry, not Jamie. Oh, no, Jamie, no. no. We have the wrong name. We do have the wrong name. No, Jamie, he's not my favorite character. I like, is it John Dutton, the dad? John is the dad. And I like his, like, you are not going to take anything from my family. I am You're fighting about for the younger brother. what is rightfully mine. The dad does, too. No, I, I'm sorry. I was going back to your other... When you're saying he was dreamy. You oh, were yes. About the I was brother. talking about the younger brother. What is his name? I can't think of his name. I really like Beth. She doesn't take no gruff from anyone. She's a tough character. I, I mean, yes. I mean, it is very amusing to watch her. And she is hard. And then you find out why she's hard. Yeah. And people either love her or hate her and her character. But she's yeah. certainly amusing to watch. When yes. I want to know her in real life, she scared she would scare the crap out of me. <laughs> You'd want to be on her good side. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm gonna go a little lighter on mine. Um, I loved the show The Good Place and I loved Eleanor. From where she started to where she ended, like just her evolution of her character was I don't know, I just was smiling so much when I watched that show and I watched it during quarantine, but uh, it just was happy TV, and I, I just, I loved it. Like, I, I would want to hang out with it. I'd have to watch, I have to watch <laughs> that. you have to watch it, it's good. I'm it's have really to add good. it to my list. Really good, yes. I would say my favorite TV show of all time is Schitt's Creek, and I absolutely love David. Now, would I want to work with him? I don't know. I don't think Maybe. he'd be able, he'd Maybe. be fun, yeah. but... He wouldn't be able to stick to a budget. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't give him a role with that. That's for sure. But I just, he's such a good character to watch. Would either one of you work with Eleanor from The Good Place or John Dutton from Yellowstone? <laughs> well, they had a lot of flashbacks of Eleanor from work. She was pretty ruthless. She certainly didn't have a conscience. Probably not. Maybe later Eleanor, not early. <laughs> not alive Eleanor. Dead Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds awful. (laughs) How about about the the, the good place, Eleanor? (laughs) I don't know if I would want to work with John Dutton. I feel like I'd always need to know what his next steps are and always be on my toes. And I I wouldn't be part of his family. I'd just be an extra in his stories. He would hold everything from all the extras, only tell his family what he's going to do. If they're lucky. Yeah. What role would you see them both playing, like a position? Oh, I mean, John's a CEO and, and Eleanor's a salesperson. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know about Eleanor, so. Well, she was a salesperson. Oh, was she? Yes. What did she sell? Uh, uh, like uh, vitamins. Uh, yeah, like supplements. Like, yeah, it, it was a scam. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
We decided to dive in on more TV characters, specifically from the well-known show, The Big Bang Theory. We're going to take a look at all of the main characters within the show, take a look at their archetypes, and kind of do the same thing. You know, what role would you put them in? What are the positive and negatives working with them? And if you would hire them in HR. Let's start with Sheldon. And what do you think? Sheldon's an analyzer. He's a know-it-all. He's intense has high standards, disciplined, and reserved. So what role would you put him in? I feel like with Sheldon, he could be client-facing. He has, which... I don't agree at all. I don't agree with that at all. Well, I feel like, you know, he may come off as a know-it-all or as a, a very, I'm above you, but he can spin it in a certain way to kind of bring it down to his audience. He- I, I mean, no, I don't think I agree with you at all. Well, while you're talking, I'm thinking of how he makes me laugh when I'm watching the show. You know, his quick one-liners are funny, right? Yeah. And they're very truthful, but he does have an inflexible personality and his social skills are awkward. Um, so no, I would not put him. I think he's back office all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. You as know, well. engineer, scientist, like he is in the show. It, uh, you know, it something yeah. like that where he's using his big brain, um, and he's uh, you know um, communicating with people less. How about what are the, like the positives or possible negatives of working with Sheldon? I think one of the positives, you're never going to question what his intentions are or where you stand with this co-worker relationship. Well, that's true. <laughs> you will know what you see. Look, he is super detail-oriented. He's knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not speaking on something that he does not know about, and he knows about a lot. That's a huge plus. Some, having someone that's prepared and knowledgeable and detail-oriented, that's half the job descriptions that you see out there are looking for those traits. And the negative would be the, he has no filter. The Mm -hmm. filter and lack of flexibility. You know, in in corporate America, you need some. I mean, stuff happens. Um, Stuff does not go as planned often. How about would you hire him in HR? No. 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 Why or why not? He's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Without the filter, without being able to cater to different personalities and communicate in a way that serves those people, (laughs) I think he'd be miserable. Up next, we got Mr. Howard Wallowitz. He's an altruist. He's your typical salesman. He's congenial, cooperative, efficient, and precise. What role would you put him in? The salesperson. (laughs) Being an altruist as well, I think he could be in a client-facing or customer-based position just because he is very happy. He's positive. He can talk to anybody. He tries to be social and get himself out there in the show as well and not afraid to talk to people. So I could see him. In that type of role. I think Howard in this show, his character seems to be very socially awkward as well. And and that's kind of their their quirkiness or, you know, what they have going on with the show. He would have to be with the right, in our industry, the right client. He could be a sales engineer. You know, something like that where you're you're using your technical skills, but you have the ability to connect with people, which does seem like he has that. Like something like that might be interesting if we're talking about different roles than what he actually is in in the show. Yes. Well, it could potentially be the positive or negative working with him. I, I think some of the positives in his profile is that he connects quickly, you know, with people around him, has the ability to adjust. So if he was a sales engineer, he could, you know, adjust to fit his audience. That's that particular profile. 
I also could see him, you know, he's going to aim to please. So that could be something positive where he's always going to try and do his best for the client. Oh, is this a negative stat too? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you overpromise. And then would you hire him to be an HR? No. No. Now onto Raj, the shy one. He's the bridge builder, comfortable with changing situations. You know, he's an adapter. So what role would you put him in? Maybe he'd be a good change management role. But I don't know if that particular profile is able to facilitate the change or just go along with the change. There's a lot of assertion that's required in that type of role that I don't think that Raj possesses. To me, he's more of a coordinator. If you're going to put him in that type of role, project coordinator or something that's more of an, in a collaboration type of role, I, that's how I've kind of interpreted his personality on the show. Also with how shy he can be within, I guess, HR, I could maybe see him being within like benefits or payroll. Something technical. Mm -hmm. Technical. Um, Maybe potentially. Yeah. There's a lot of data analysts in HR too. Mm -hmm. So I guess when I was answering the other questions, I wasn't thinking about all the other supporting roles in HR. I was thinking just HR, HR, you know, business partner or whatever. So yeah, there there probably could be a role for Raj and for Howard and maybe even Sheldon. Eh, Maybe not Sheldon. (laughs) What would be the possible positives or negatives working with Raj? Just his shyness, him not having the ability to speak up, state his case, say, you know, what he wants, what he thinks should be done. So you have, you know, that group thing where he's not able to ruffle the feathers. I also think about his character, especially in the early seasons of The Big Bang Theory, where he's very shy specifically to women. Oftentimes, HR is predominantly women or like our company (laughs) coming in and not being able to collaborate or work with us could, you know, at the beginning be a little bit of a negative until he warms up. Well, talking about the positives, I mean, he's certainly more of a flexible personality type. That's nice to have that. I mean, he's nice also. (laughs) Then we have Leonard. He's a specialist, the everyman, highly precise, can be skeptical, and respects authority. What role would you put him in? He needs to be behind the scenes, not dealing with other people or interacting with other people, working on his own project, maybe IT or a scientist. Well, I mean, how he's presented on the show, he could do any number of different things that are detail-oriented and focused. He might even make a good pilot, for instance. Definitely not people-driven, but I think Mm detail-driven would be where I'd see him. What do you think the possible positives or negatives would be working with him? He's very detail-oriented. When he has a goal or has a project, one of the episodes I watched, um, he wanted to win the Nobel Prize, and he was doing everything in his power so he could win the Nobel Prize. So determined would be a good word. He's also a people pleaser, right? And sometimes people pleasers cause conflict. So that could be a downside. Would you hire him within HR? Yeah, in the data-driven part. I don't think he would enjoy being in HR. Probably not. Now on to the ladies. Penny's a promoter. She's the silly one. She's very casual. She's persuasive, can be an extrovert, and has a tendency for informality. What role would you put her in? I think she could do any number of things that involved connecting with people, selling, and maybe not even selling as sales. A recruiter is a salesperson for Mm -hmm. the company, right? I think she could get people excited about working somewhere. Cultural development. You definitely want her on the culture committee. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I would love for Penny to be the orientation person (laughs) the first day that I'm coming into a company. I'd be like, I love it here. They're so positive. Back in the early days, she would have been bringing the kegs in on Fridays. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) 
What are the possible negatives or positives that you could see out of Penny? She's not organized. She's not detail-oriented. Um, she comes across not a subject matter expert, I would say. <laughs> um, that's some downsides. There were a few where she had to pivot and adjust her, her thinking to deal with Sheldon mm-hmm. to help him get out of whatever place he was in emotionally or if he had his feelings hurt or whatever. She had to pivot and adjust how she was, you know, having a conversation with mm-hmm. him. To be able to get him out of that place. I, I really like that aspect. I think it's a good quality to have. That's a huge skill yeah. to have just in business and life, actually. Yeah. yeah. Would you hire her with an HR? I would. In specific positions, she could be successful for sure. Now we have Bernadette. Bernadette is a captain. She's the boss lady. She's a problem solver, likes change, and she has innovation while still being able to control the big picture. What role would you put her in? So I think with her, just because of her profile, that's typically a leadership position or a management position. However, in watching some of the episodes, she comes off so ditzy in like normal day-to-day conversations, but she can rattle off things that I have no idea about. But in the day-to-day aspect and the, the relational aspect, it, she just came off very ditzy. For some reason, I feel like I could see Bernadette being in like a successful like CFO maybe position because you would still get that like data analytics side of her where she likes to dig into that stuff. She's very smart. She's intelligent. But then this personality side of her, she can still see the big picture of the budget. She could still be in control of things. But yeah, I, I do see that like at home personality life. What would be the possible positives or negatives working with Bernadette? She's very demanding and controlling. I'm speaking because I have the same profile as her. With innovation comes disruption, right? So Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be problematic for people that are reporting to you. Would you hire her with an HR? Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't say she's the classic because I'm not a classic HR profile, but I've been successful in HR in many different roles. This is a personality profile that wants to be successful, so we'll adapt to make sure that they are. So I think in HR leadership, I, I think she knew the rules. She will follow them and will make sure that others are. Right. And I think with the HRBP, it just, I couldn't get over the ditzy part. And I'm like, could you imagine if she went to a client and, you know, laughed at some stupid joke or made some stupid ditzy comment? But it's disarming. And sometimes in HR, that's a good way to get past some barriers, Right. Like, so I use humor a lot when I'm interacting. Humor is different than coming off as ditzy or uneducated. No. (laughs) Her role was, no, I don't think I think they intended her role to be after years of Penny, then they bring in a new character, a new female, where she comes off that way, personality, but she's actually super smart and intellectual. Someone who can be ditzy and silly and playful is also super smart and intelligent, can have a successful career. Last but not least, we have Amy. Amy is a controller. Uh, She's very detail-oriented, conservative, and she has a preference for high-quality and technical expertise. What role would you put her in? I think she could be in finance, you know. I mean, it's all about numbers. The analytics side of it, I think she's certainly capable of that. 
<laughs> that brain. Someone with this personality type could do any number of things and be successful. It's just about being in the right place, at the right company, in the right position. Very so true. all those variables. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> can do anything. <laughs> awesome. What are the positives and negatives of working with Amy? I think the positives are this profile is very detail-oriented. They're careful with the rules. They follow the rules. But that can also be a negative. There's no room to bend or there's no room for that gray if you're, you know, the 100% rule follower and by the book follower. Yeah, she is rigid and inflexible, for yeah. sure. I mean, that's kind of the charm of her character, a little bit. that's like a lot of the humor. Would you hire within HR? I think as a compliance or yeah. a training person, would she, maybe just a compliance person, she'd be good yeah, at that Yeah, not role. training. Not training. Not training. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I do think it's difficult to hire someone that is that inflexible, because compliance is still dealing with people, right? right? It's not medical equipment compliance, you know, yeah. or something. Um, so I think it's tough. I think she should steer clear of HR. <laughs> podcast, we go to the online forum called Ask HR, where individuals can go online and ask questions to HR professionals. This user, freedom underscore Ray, writes in HR gossiping about employees' private life. I've been working in a small company, about 50 employees, for almost one year now. A few weeks ago, a colleague was gossiping and told me that one person in the management is having an affair with another colleague who is under their direct responsibility. As far as their relationship is consensual, I think it is none of my business. It's their private life. I don't care. But I was a bit annoyed that such kind of gossip was happening, especially when one of them is married and has a kid. So I asked them who told them in the first place. The answer shocked me because he said it was the HR manager. At this point, I don't know what to do. I don't want to report it directly to the manager because I don't want to embarrass them, especially if it is true, but I can't report it to any other manager or the CEO without risking having to tell the gossip myself. Moreover, there's no way I'll ever trust HR again. Any suggestions? Well, the first thing I want to say, and maybe I'm a little sensitive because I am obviously in HR, how do they know that the HR person actually is the one? Right. Did you hear the HR person right. actually so say that? I just feel like HR a lot of the time is just thrown under the bus because it's easy. Now, on the other side, if the HR person did spread this gossip, then she should not be in HR. Number one, it is not this employee's problem to fix the situation, right? That's number one. Uh, they could stick with the it's none of my business because this does not really affect this person's job. However, There are many ways to notify (laughs) somebody uh, without alerting it that it's it's you, right? So if you felt like because someone's having an affair with someone that is their direct report, which is highly inappropriate, in addition to the stuff in their personal life, just talking about the work scenario, you know, there's always the anonymous email that (laughs) that gets sent to the CEO. I, I agree with everything you're saying. I'm a firm believer if I don't see it myself, hear it myself, what's the point of spreading it any further than it already is. If you notice the um, manager in the direct report, they're, you know, off for lunch breaks or getting extra long lunch breaks, and then it's becoming an issue and affecting how you do your job, maybe then have a conversation. But 
if you didn't see it yourself, hear it yourself, touch it yourself, just it's don't touch gossip. anything as yeah. a rule. Touch yeah. nothing. I like where he says, um, as far as the relationship is consensual, I think it is none of my business. I think it's none of nobody's business unless it's affecting your workplace. Obviously, highly inappropriate. But if it's not affecting your workplace at this point, it's gossip. I think, well, first of all, we don't even know if any of this is true, right? So this mm-hmm. this, oh, this whole story could not right. be true. And we see that when we're doing investigations, right? Someone comes to us with this, you know, scandalous problem or multifaceted problem that involves multiple people. Um, and then you start the investigation process and the story is completely different or the basis of of the initial claim was not factual. This whole post is kind of gossipy, right? Like, yeah. so she's saying it's not her concern, but clearly she's concerned. It's also, there's the line where they say, I was a bit annoyed that such kind of gossip was happening. As an employee, you you can take the initiative to be like, I understand, thank you for coming forward, but I don't want to discuss gossip within the office. If there's something that you are truly concerned about, then you can go to management or HR about it. If that's truly how you feel and you don't want to get in the middle of this, you can take that stand and, and set that boundary of like, I really don't want to discuss this. I feel like it's inappropriate. I don't want to be involved. It's gossip to me. Thank you and just step yourself out of the situation. I feel like an employee can do that. Absolutely. And you know what? Just like in anybody's personal life, they don't know. This person, that they're making assumptions they may be separated. They may be living together and separated. There's all sorts of scenarios that nobody knows about because nobody knows right. what's happening. our episode to a close. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of HR Stew. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. If you have any TV shows or characters we should talk about next, message us on Instagram at hr.stew. I'm Regina. And I'm Holly. And we'll see you next time on HR Stew.